Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Um, I got one eye. Actually, no, that's not true. Both of my eyes, they both go up to the television at the same time. They kind of work in unison, you know? So I'm, I'm, I have the... I have the vote on the, the nominating speeches for the second speaker vote, whatever. We'll see. I'll, I'll tell you what happens when it happens. They're making their speeches right now. I doubt anybody's getting persuaded one way or the other, but we're keeping an eye on that or both eyes. It doesn't matter. Um, why do we have that keeping an eye on that? It's keeping your eyes on. Okay. So there's that. But the... Um, the big story over the last 24 hours internationally has been this hospital in Gaza that was blown up and hundreds of people died. Oh, actually, it wasn't the hospital that got blown up. It was the parking lot next to the hospital, and it wasn't hundreds of people, but there were still scores of people, but we're not really sure. Oh, and by the way, whatever Hamas tells us, we should just run with. This is really, really, really bad for you mainstream media, legacy media folks, especially the ones that have been covering the Middle East for any period of time. How on earth do you not understand the rules of engagement here? They have not changed. They haven't changed in 20 years. 20 years. I can only speak for the last 20 years because that's when I started paying attention to these rules of engagement. And once you see the way the game is played by Hamas and the PAL or the PLO, Islamic Jihad, right? Once you see the way the game is played by these Palestinian terrorist groups, they all they all fit the same pattern. So the first thing we hear is that a uh, as I was getting off the air yesterday, the first thing we start hearing is that a, a Palestinian hospital has been hit by an Israeli missile. It was, a, it was a missile strike on a hospital. War crimes! And immediately we get the, the squad, right? We get Rashida Tlaib and Ilan Omar, who couldn't find their way to the Twitter machine for days, you know, or AOC. They, they couldn't see clear to make a tweet after the atrocities on October 7th in Israel, where Jews were slaughtered, raped, beheaded, burned alive. It's a pogrom. That's what we saw. That's what occurred there was a pogrom, a modern-day pogrom. And maybe your brain can't wrap, your, uh, wrap itself around this idea. I have moral clarity on this. I have seen enough evidence that corroborates each other, pieces of the stories that corroborate each other. That is not to say that I believe Every single story that comes out. But on the most gruesome details, yes. And you know what? One of the big uh, reasons why I can say, like, yeah, this stuff more likely than not happened. You know how I know that? The terrorists videotaped themselves doing it. 
They wore GoPro helmets. They took social media videos and uploaded them. This is not hard, people. The only way you get to a a position of denialism about the atrocities is if you are either so steeped in some conspiracy theory mindset that everything is a conspiracy theory, so whatever the first piece of information you hear, you have to be contrarian, and then you get locked in to whatever that position is. Because that's what happens with a lot of conspiracy theorists, by the way. They're just predisposed. As soon as one piece of evidence, like, oh, here's the story, and if it doesn't fit your priors, then you're like, oh, that's a lie. And then you see where every piece of evidence that... Uh, sheds doubt, casts doubt on uh, the original story. Well, that obviously is elevated as proof that the original story was false. And then every piece of evidence that corroborates the original story, well, that gets dismissed. That gets dismissed because that's just what they want to tell you. That's the official story. And then when there's no evidence at all, well, that is also proof of the conspiracy theory as well. It's almost like facts don't matter. And I have no use arguing with people that take those positions on all pieces of evidence because there's there's no there's no solution to be had. There's no resolution to come to. It's just denialism. So when the people who couldn't bring themselves to admit that there were that there were atrocities. And then, okay, maybe if there were atrocities, here's why it's totally fine. Right? That, that, that was the first week that we got, and now it took a few days, but now we have finally, we have a whole bunch of Palestinian civilians killed, and now we can use this. Now we can use this for moral equivalence. We can say, see this, you're, you're killing babies too, as if it's the same. First off, it's not, because it turns out Israel didn't actually drop a bomb on the hospital. You know how I know that? Because I can watch the Al Jazeera video. The Al Jazeera video. They happened. I don't know. Probably someone's going to get, well, probably executed for it. But there's like, there's some, somebody was, had the camera from Al Jazeera. Maybe it's not a person. Maybe they don't even have a cameraman. It's just like a posted, a mounted camera. And they got the camera going out over Gaza so they can get all of the war footage. You know, they can get all of the explosions and the fires and all that stuff. And you see all of the missiles start taking off out of Gaza. A whole bunch of them, 20, 30 of them at a time. Oh, yeah, because by the way, after the, the Hamas terrorists ran through southern Israel, raping and murdering and beheading and torturing and burning alive and shooting and, that, you know, while they're doing all of that. Uh, and then they, a lot of them went back. By the way, they're still not sure. I saw it today. I still, uh, they're still not sure they've gotten all the terrorists out of Israel. There still may be some around the area. So a lot of them go back. They take all the hostages and they go back. And by the way, all the people that are demanding that the violence end and there should be shown mercy by Israel against the Palestinians or towards the Palestinians, um, I've not seen them call for the hostages to be, to be released. I haven't seen Congress members who are pro-Palestine. I haven't seen them call for the hostages to be released. In fact, Joe Biden didn't even call for the hostages to be released. Didn't hear that either. He is going to give $100 million to uh, set up a humanitarian uh, relief corridor kind of thing. That's what he's working on. So that fine. Okay. You can do that. Maybe ask for the, maybe ask for the hostages back. Maybe. So 
you can see all of the missiles taking off, and then you see one of them fail. And the motor blows off it, and it hurtles down, and then boom, there's an explosion, because when a missile first takes off, it's got a lot of fuel in it. And it lands in a parking lot next to the hospital, which then catches a bunch of cars on fire, and they all explode, and that's the explosion. And that's the Al Jazeera feed, which, by the way, is time-stamped. Oh, and then there are webs uh, or there are uh, Twitter accounts that do geopositional data tracking, and I fo- I follow a couple of them now, and so they can pinpoint the geolocation of all of this stuff, and they tracked it down. They confirmed that this occurred at this time. They can tell you exactly where it was. And then this morning we got drone footage. They flew. I think the Israelis flew a drone right over the top of it, and you see the uh, you see the parking lot. Oh, and then. The Hamas television station, they go out and they shoot a video from the parking lot and they show a hole in the ground and like, this is from the JDAM bomb. That the, that's the JDAM. This is from the Jewish missile that they fired at us. And the hole is like, I don't know, 12 inches deep. A JDAM is going to leave a crater like, like 10 feet deep. The hole in your asphalt, your pavers, is probably from the motor of the missile that hit the ground and left about a 12-inch uh, divot. See, so I look at all that evidence and I say, hmm, no, it looks like, and oh, by the way, somewhere in the neighborhood of like 40% of all of their missiles fail, right? Because they're homemade missiles, right? They're taking water pipes out of the ground and converting them into mortars, and so, yeah, they they fail all the time. They hit buildings, they blew up their own electrical station, so... This is normal. If you're reporting on these conflicts, you know this to be true. It happens all the time. And then they blame the Jews. This time, though, they get the mainstream media to amplify that message. And now we've got violence all over the world. So give it up. Give it up to our disinformation experts in the mainstream media. Let's go to the phone lines here and get Mark. Hello, Mark. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hi, Pete. Hey. Um, so I said, uh, I loved your monologue. Well, thank you. Um, today. Yes. Uh, you defined a, a place the peer review would be that stands to stands for um, forensic examination of a definition of a of a conspiracy theory. And I like the breakdown that uh, there were eyes in the sky um, saying exactly where this uh, where this errant uh, homemade missile actually landed and you are correct with the craters that's a JDAM's leave um, this is directly simulated in products similar to war thunder and digital command simulator they leave craters. Hmm. Are those and, uh, are, are those like uh, yeah, like they, video game, like flight simulator kind of a thing? Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is a, yeah, this is a flight simulator. This mm. is a video game. Yes. Gotcha. I, I would suggest I would suggest that um, that uh, but uh, there's plenty of uh, plenty of YouTube videos demonstrating the uh, mm-hmm. capabilities of that. Also, I wanted to say that. Um, um, 
the pictures don't lie in the greater kind of said, yes, this is going to be edited all over and, and used. One thing I wanted to add, in letting refugees in the country, we've made that mistake, and Minnesota is basically lost with Ilan Omar. You have, the, you have a same-day registration, a concentration of Somalian refugees. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And an exit of conservatives from the inner city. Mm-hmm. Of, of Minneapolis, Minnesota, there's not enough population in the outstate to make up anymore, and there's plenty of apocryphal stories of what happened in 2020 with uh, well, a lot of dirty tricks using same day registration mm-hmm. and not enough people for poll watching back then, and that's how Ilan Omar got reelected and Jason Lewis got defeated in the Senate. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I mean the 2020 rule changes had a profound impact. Um, COVID, you know, had, and the policies that it spawned uh, had a profound impact. And now you've got, in fact, I'm going to get to this later on in the program. You've got a uh, new election law here in North Carolina that was uh, passed, and the governor is now suing over it. So uh, because you know, God forbid, we uh, set a deadline of election day for the absentee ballots. Mark, I appreciate the call, sir. It's good to talk with you again. Thanks so much. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, the video evidence that has already surfaced, and by the way, surfaced within, I want to say, about three hours last night, um, raised doubt immediately. But you know where my first doubt came from, that it was a hospital that was blown up by the Israelis? You know what my first inclination was uh, when I saw the, the report that it might, be, might not be accurate? It came from Hamas! Right. Yeah, that's it. That's like the number one thing. The first thing I see is, oh, it's Hamas and they lie about this stuff all the time. Oh, and they're still lying about it, too. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three day supply of food, water and medicines minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? Let me go over here to this is um, fellow by the name of Daniel Rubenstein. Uh, he's actually a lecturer, a communications advisor, uh, an amateur archaeologist, as well as an Israeli tour guide. And he said um, earlier tonight, he said this is a story about how the news industry works. Earlier tonight, this was last night. The group that invaded Israel, massacred a thousand plus people, burned families to death in their homes, took hostages back to Gaza and recorded it all with GoPros. This group announced that Israel bombed a hospital in Gaza, killing hundreds of people. Then, instead of waiting for more information from the Israeli side, the editors of the world's most important media outlets said to themselves, well, that's good enough for us. Run with it. Headlines screamed that Israel had bombed a hospital. Push notifications got sent out to millions of people all over the world. CNN's 
a push alert if, in case you don't know if you like you sign up for these notifications on your phones, then you'll get their their push alerts, and then of course you'll get sick of it, and then you'll delete it off your phone. But before that happens, like they they just abuse it, you know. So CNN sends out this: hundreds of people may have been killed in an Israeli strike on a Gaza City hospital, according to the Palestinian Health Ministry. The Palestinian Health Ministry, by the way, is controlled by Hamas. It's not like it's not like there's some other entity. You know, this is why I push back on this. Oh, the militant wing of Hamas. Like, no, there's it's one entity. BBC's push said hundreds feared dead or injured in Israeli airstrike on hospital in Gaza. Palestinian officials say. New York Times: At least 500 people were killed by an Israeli airstrike at a Gaza hospital. The Palestinian Health Ministry said. And you can see the pattern. They put the dramatic news in the beginning of the sentence, and then they cite the source at the end of the sentence. So they're giving the attribution at the end, allowing the screaming part of the headline to kind of carry the weight along. I mean, yes, the Palestinian Health Ministry did say that, but it is a Hamas institution. So what do you call people who amplify Hamas propaganda, not just as news, but as the top news story in the world? There is no way that a professional military like the Israeli Defense Forces can give an instant answer about a catastrophe in enemy territory during a war. No way. I mean, just the bureaucracy alone of going through and getting clearance. What can I say? Who can say it? What are the exact words? You know, it took about two to three hours for the IDF to share the results of its initial investigation that the explosion at the hospital was due to a rocket launched by Islamic Jihad that malfunctioned and crashed back into Gaza. This was also, by the way, confirmed with all sorts of people on social media with experience and ordinance and such. The sad fact is that it appears that hundreds of Palestinians are dead at a hospital because terrorists in Gaza tried to fire rockets at Israelis and ended up hitting their own people. It's unbearably stupid and tragic, right? But it is not proof of the genocide. It is not proof of the apartheid state, the open-air prison. And none of this is new. If you're a journalist in the Middle East, you know, you should know, like absolutely know that a large percentage of Hamas's and Islamic Jihad's rockets misfire and crash into residential areas of Gaza. It is frequent. He then goes and cites an example in May of 2022 during a live broadcast where they're like, oh, they're firing at the sea, they're firing at the sea. And you could obviously see that the missiles are not going towards the sea. And then one of the rockets malfunctions and goes completely horizontal and tears into a building off camera. The camera guy swings around and starts getting video of the smoke, and you hear one of the guys behind him say, move away, move away, move away. And then the camera guy moves the camera away. And keep saying, they're firing it into the sea. And I get it. Like, if you're not an outright propagandist, you know, you're also, um, you're also afraid you might get whacked by Hamas. 
for providing commentary that doesn't fit the narrative, you know? The rockets are designed to kill people. That's what they do. And when they go off course, they kill people. All of that's to say, treat the, quote, breaking news with caution. And media people are in a particular position of responsibility. Because what happened when you ran with Hamas's propaganda? We had violence all over the world. At embassies, right? Marching in the streets and such. Your words of consequences. Okay. Uh, Terry, welcome to the program. Hello, Terry. Hey there. Um, yeah, I'm 60 years old, now, uh, though I'm not as old as some and, and younger than many more. But um, I remember all the times that uh, in my short lifetime that Israel's tried to appease the Palestinians. And we got to remember the Palestinians were the, um, before Hamas was ever chucking rockets at, at uh, um, Israel, the, the very people that the Palestinians voted into power, uh, the Palestinians were doing it. They were setting up by schools and hospitals, and they were launching rockets that they could get into into Israel. Israel, you know, they would say they want peace. The Palestinians, well, you give me this, we'll get peace. Uh, Israel would, would appease them with some whatever they wanted or as much as that they could give and still be safe. And then all of a sudden you would get a suicide bomber on a bus inside Israel, uh, more rockets chucked at them. I mean, this has been a never, never ending thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the supposed Palestinians, which in that bunch where it's happening now is actually Philistines. And there's a reason the Egyptians will not let them into their country. Uh, it's, it's not, you know, I think Jordan was the last bunch to throw the other, was the last Arab country to throw the other bunch on the other side of Israel out. Um, you know, this, this, I've seen this happen too many times and, and people forget the Navy, um, personnel that was killed by the Palestinian Liberation Organization, the other terrorist group that was in control of mm-hmm. that area, uh, I, you know, and pushed pushed that sailor out that out that window after they'd beat him to death, or excuse me, out the door of the uh, aircraft. Mm-hmm. So people forgot about all the aircraft that had been hijacked and and uh, all the uh, the cruise ships that they got on. As a matter of fact, they'd forgotten about the elderly man that was yeah the Achilles Laurel wheelchair. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. which was confined to a wheelchair, which didn't want him taking uh, a ring or something that they had on him, and they beat him and then threw him overboard, still alive. And, yeah. you know that, and that poor old man couldn't could not swim back to sea out out, out in the ocean back to land. Mm-hmm. I mean, people forgot all about the atrocities the Palestinians has done over and over and over, and the Israelis, you know, when Israel was founded. You know the Palestinian, the supposed Palestinians, because that's a that's a fake name for those people. Right. Um, the Philistines, and I can't remember what the other bunch was. Um, the ones now are the Philistines, but um, they've always give us this and we'll, we'll have peace. Give us this and we'll have peace. But yet they never would. No, they were yeah. offered it. They were they were given they were given a state in 1947. They were offered a state along with exactly. Israel and they and, and, and they, Israel said we can live in peace. Right, they said Israel was like we'll take it absolutely and then they were they declared independence the British pulled out they declared okay this is our state we're cool and the Palestinians right. along with the Arab nations around them uh, attacked exactly. Israel. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. And then and then there wasn't that you know people think well they they built that wall up around them people that uh, uh, what, what's this term they're using now? An outside prison? Or, yeah, or open, open air, air prison. prison. Yeah. Yeah, BS. That that wall was put up to to keep Israel safe, 
because that wall wasn't there for that whole time. Also, some open-air prison with a blockade around it when they got all of those weapons in there, I'll say. Yeah, yeah. Terry, I got to run, man. I got to run. I appreciate the call. Great points. Yep. All right, buddy. Okay. See you. Yeah, yeah. No, that Terry knows his history. All right, you may have noticed that I've been helping the Alzheimer's Association of Western North Carolina for a while, and it's a great organization. they got awesome people with huge hearts. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's when I was a kid, and back then there wasn't a lot of support for caregivers and family. Now, things are different today thanks to the work of the Alzheimer's Association. It's why I support them. Every year we do a series of walks all over the country. There are a bunch in the Carolinas. You can go to alz.org slash walk for a walk to end Alzheimer's near you. This month, there are walks in Hendersonville, Rock Hill, Mooresville, Greenville. And in October, we got Charlotte, Gastonia, Asheville, Kannapolis, Hickory, and Spartanburg. Go to alz.org for all of the dates and locations. We're closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, and we're asking if you can help us get there. Will you walk with me for a different future for families? For more time, for treatments, this is why we walk. All right, so Philip Klein um, in, uh, this is National Review, excuse me, he says, in recent years, mainstream media organizations have focused on the dangerous spread of uh, misinformation on social media. The problem has been described as so grave that efforts have been made to censor speech on the Internet, even in collusion with the government. But last night's rush by the world's leading news organizations to spread literally terrorist propaganda during wartime with severe real-world consequences was an egregious failure of the legacy media that completely obliterates any claim that they've got to be trustworthy gatekeepers. Tuesday night, there was an explosion at the Al-Ali Baptist Hotel in Gaza. Hamas immediately claims it was a hit from an Israeli airstrike. Conflicting reports out of Gaza suggested anywhere from dozens to 500 dead. There were many reasons for any journalist, particularly anybody covering the conflict, to be skeptical about that claim. Israel does not target hospitals. It's especially unlikely to do so on the eve of a visit from President Biden, right? Think about that. Biden is en route He's on the plane flying to Israel. But what happened? They canceled the summits, right? They were gonna, he was gonna, supposed to meet with Jordan and Egypt. And I think that's it. But anyway, he was supposed to meet with some of these other leaders. That, those all got canceled. All those meetings got canceled because the Jews blew up a hospital. See, what this did was it allowed everybody to let their anti-Semite flag fly. That's what this did. They've been waiting. It's like, uh, uh, now? No, 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 don't do it now. Oh, uh, the Jews, uh, they're amassing at the border. They're, they're calling up reserves. No, 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 no. We, we, we beheaded babies for crying out loud. Just like, keep it under wraps, keep it under wraps. Oh, wait a minute, what? Hospital blows up. Okay, go, 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 go. Flood, flood the zone. Everybody out there, let the anti-Jew flags fly. Right? That's what... We saw they had finally gotten the PR opportunity that they needed to try to shift the focus. And by the way, when you read these stories, I read in the uh, yeah the Associated Press, they, of course, keep talking about the militant group, militant group. They never call them terrorists. But also, 
They never mention, and this is a three three page article. They never mention the atrocities that Hamas inflicted upon the civilian population. Right? The barbarity of the attacks is is omitted. They just say the war, which started after Hamas militants attacked towns and cities. Oh, in this case, like here they they're not even attacking people. They're just like running up to buildings, I guess, and you know, just just punching the walls. Attacked towns and cities. And then the only other reference was more than 1,400 people in Israel have been killed, mostly civilians who were slain in Hamas's October 7th attack. The assault also resulted in some 200 being taken captive into Gaza. Militants in Gaza have launched rockets every day since, aimed at cities across Israel. That's it. That's the way they describe what occurred on October 7th. And again, they've got plenty of room in this lengthy article to, I don't know, mention the word rape, beheading, burned alive. I mean, these are, that's like four total words. But they can't bring themselves to do it. There is a moral equivalence at play here. There is this underdog principle being hashed out, and it's just a terrible, terrible principle. It's just stupid. 